from the Mercy One Studio. Making it personal with Bishop William Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com. Welcome to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Patty Origer, Coordinator of Persons with Disability Ministry at the Diocese of Des Moines, to talk about her work. But before we get to today's interview, let's find out what's on the bishop's mind. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. Glorious fall day, yes. full moon. I mean, as if right. uh, things weren't of great enough moment <laughs> in our culture and our communities what a year. these days, you know, <laughs> with the uh, things happening on. And of course, the Great Holy Day. It mm-hmm. coincides with Sunday, the All Saints Day, and the mm-hmm. All Souls Day on mm-hmm. Monday as well. So uh, our friends, and we don't simply look at the saints as uh, those who are kind of up there, luminaries in the sky, uh, brighter than the, the full moon, but also those who want to accompany us and to, mm-hmm. to be for us. And so I think we cultivate those relationships as we honor them in that way. And I was certainly thinking about that this past weekend. Kind of a nice day on Sunday, the weekend. I was in Council Bluffs out in the west uh, for our friends on Spirit Catholic Radio and things, installing Father James and Hankara as pastor of St. Patrick's mm-hmm. in Council Bluffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously a great love relationship there, even as they fondly lift up their former pastor, Father Glenn Wolverding, uh, mm-hmm. in, in his uh, weakness. But uh, I think Father James, he sang three different songs over the three masses <laughs> I was with him that he had composed, all Mary and him. Oh, wow. So, of course, Mary is the, the crown of all the saints as right, well. Right, yes. Uh, yeah, so, and then uh, I came away with some strawberry rhubarb jam and a strawberry rhubarb pie. So, oh, you know. Nice, you know, uh, nice if, parting if, gift. If mom's <laughs> listening, yeah. I know mom, you said no, no. We don't need another fat bishop, so I'll, <laughs> I'll try and uh, space that out in that way. Uh, there were Nebraska fans who were mourning at that game uh, at Mass on Sunday, mm. so you know, uh, so the the heaviness there. But of course, our our sights on the things that endure, and not on on those transient things, even as they give us joy. And then at St. Francis of Assisi Parish uh, mm. for a couple of confirmations. Uh, they even before uh, uh, the social distancing protocols and things. So they uh, uh, two cohorts of at least fifty. And I always learn new saints. You know, these young people sometimes they choose. <laughs> Uh, patrons that uh, I'm like, I, I need to know more about this person <laughs> in that way, but uh, uh, very good there and, and use a lot of chrism. We might have to have another chrism master yes. to, to restock them too. But uh, And then I was thinking last week, you know, I don't know if you have your Halloween costume picked out or not. Uh, this is a <laughs> trick-or-treat night, of course, so people are being very careful uh, under the COVID uh, uh, concerns and things that are that with that. I appreciate when I was in Shenandoah last week for a listening session with families mm-hmm. at St. Mary's, and mm-hmm. uh, folks were there from Clarinda, Clarinda Hamburg, and, and Velisca as well. But on the marquee on the uh, on the uh, movie theater downtown, it had the quote from Batman. I wear the mask to protect those nearest to me. <laughs> so I think that's uh, very appropriate. That's why we wear the mask, to protect others. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, hopefully if they're doing that, we do so as well. So all the more important. And then kind of a whirlwind trip uh, up uh, to uh, Dubuque, to Loris College and St. Pius X Seminary, Father Dave Schatz, the rector, mm-hmm. and uh, a chance to see our two men there who are doing very well, kind of a renewal of that relationship between the Diocese of Des Moines and, and St. Pius X Seminary, and uh, doing very well. And uh, it's really great to see them. And then uh, up the Mississippi River Valley, up to the St. Paul and to St. Paul Seminary and St. John Vianney Seminary in, in there. And so we've got eight men at St. Paul Seminary. So the Des Moines footprint is, is very large. And uh, I think those men are really respected, leaders in that community and Good. great mm-hmm. shining lights. Mm-hmm. And then the four at uh, St. John Vianney Seminary as well. And uh, so it was a great chance to be with the men and kind of catch up in particular with some of them, some of whom are preaching, uh, approaching uh, threshold moments mm-hmm. uh, and so that was very good and uh, I really uh, again 
the sacrifice that is made not only by dioceses to have a faculty and, and administrators there, but to, of the priests themselves. It's a very kind of hidden ministry. You know, you're working with uh, you know fewer individuals than a parish pastor is, and you don't get that immediate affirmation. So it's, it's kind of harvesting, uh, working in the in the in the garden uh, for for greater fruit, perhaps. But uh, the 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 great a commitment of those priests, so my esteem for them. Obviously, we've got the election coming up on Tuesday. I know mm-hmm. 80 million people have already voted. I don't know if you have Kelly or not. I have not. I, I, uh, would... Go ahead. Election day. Right. And I'm an election day person, but this year I just I have to vote at the downtown county annex, and it just uh, I thought, you know, I already stood in line half an hour last week to, to, to vote, so I did that oh. early mm-hmm. and uh, encouraging to do so and to remember uh, our, our Catholic values as we do so. We're going to take a quick break. and return, we'll welcome Patty Orager of the Diocese of Des Moines. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. That's BlessmanInternational.org. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. On today's show, we're visiting with Patty Orager, Coordinator of Persons with Disability Ministry at the Diocese of Des Moines, to talk about her work. Good morning. It's so good to end this uh, conclusion of Respect Life Month, the month of October. And I think we think about the whole continuum of life. Obviously, life, the preeminent right uh, for all of us, but then not just simply to, to have life, but to, to flourish as well. And so I think our, our care for those who might need uh, special accompaniment along the way, and I think that's something that, Patty, uh, you've been doing for uh, a long time, uh, you know, very close and personal, but uh, extending your ministry, uh, I think now for, is it eight months with the Diocese of Des Moines in a formal capacity? Yes, eight or nine months, last December, so. All right. Well, you know, you kind of kind of signed up on a kind of a boring year, you know, not a not a whole lot of events going on. Uh, no. no. No major changes in life. No. 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 <laughs> So and had been affiliated with the Moynary Community College as well, but also some other positions. But uh, bringing your your insights, your experience, and uh, your advocacy for for persons with disabilities as well. So as the coordinator, and that's that's contained within the Department of Evangelization and Catechesis. So uh, you know, blessed is the one who brings good news to others. And I think you're you're kind of a, a, an apostle, if you will, of good news uh, and trying to also bring people together uh, to find form networks of support and, and presence and, and love, the love of God uh, in this way. Uh, to, as we always call it, it's making it personal with Bishop Johnson. Uh, you know, your own experience and your own family, is this something that kind of awakened your own uh, advocacy and your own uh, passion to, to, to bring people into community? Um, yes. You. <laughs> we were blessed with our son, Jeremy, 
when uh, 27 years ago, and uh, I've been married to Ed for 32 years, and we have a total of four children, and so Jeremy has uh, brought uh, blessings and um, changes in our lives and uh, ways for us to grow and learn, and so we're very uh, thankful, and as you said, um, when I advocate for Jeremy, I always think that I'm advocating for all people with disabilities, so that's one of the main reasons that I took this position, so... Beautiful, and I'm sorry if my uh, question as a statement <laughs> kind of threw you off. Yeah, I was like, oh, how do I answer <laughs> <Is> that, this? <laughs> <laughs> work with me, work with me, I'll work All with right, you. All right, I will, if you work with me. Thank you, thank you. And, uh, and doing so within uh, the community of St. John Parish in Adel, right? Uh, but uh, even prior to that, is, is that right, or is that your longtime parish yes, family? Yeah, we actually were uh, parishioners in uh, Our Ladies of Mackett Heart in Ankeny for many years. So that's where Jeremy uh, went to RE and Vacation Bible School. He was baptized there and uh, had his first communion sacrament there. Uh, we then moved to St. John's in Adel, and before we moved there, we visited the church. And the, one of the first things we noticed that there was five or six individuals with uh, adults with disabilities that were at church. They were part of the community. There was people talking to them and visiting with them. So we're like, wow, this is really cool. This is a welcoming community. This might be a place for our son to flourish. And he was able to be an altar server there. He was in youth group and went to NCYC twice. Um, we did that having peer mentors uh, uh, work with him and support him. Um, since he's moved out of our home, he's been a member at St. Boniface and Christ the King. And he's been active in the choir there. He's a member of the Knights of Columbus, and he loves to work the fish fries and pancake breakfast. <laughs> um, so that's great. One of the barriers we did face uh, when he moved out of our home was, and that's a, ba- a barrier that many people uh, with disabilities face, is transportation issues. Mm. So when he wanted to go to church and his roommates in his apartment didn't want to go with only one staff person, he couldn't attend. So that was one difficulty that we faced unless we took him. So... Um, but now that he's at Christ the King and he's in a host home, that's not an issue because he has one-on-one care. And so that was one thing that we saw. But I just always like to make people aware of it. Inviting and transportation is one way you can support people with disabilities. Yeah, no, that's tremendous. And how, you know, your your perception of, of hospitality and the diversity within the community, including persons also who uh, had disabilities, obviously each one unique in his or her own way, but then just the uh, incorporation into the ministries and presence. I mean, Jeremy puts me to shame with all those involvements. I better get, get my act together and get busy. <laughs> well, Jeremy is one of those people that needs to be very busy. He's an active uh, avid bike rider like you, Bishop, and he <laughs> likes to move, and that's the way we keep him out of trouble. So, uh, <laughs> I wonder if he's better at changing flats than I am. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. He'd just call his dad. So. He'd call his dad, <laughs> uh, and and his number is please. <laughs> I don't uh, think he wants you to mentioned give that the out, host so. homes, and uh, that may uh, speak to some. But could you just uh, say a little bit more about what host homes are? You know, I think yeah, some of so us know about group homes, but what's a host home? Right. Many people know about group homes, and there's really some great group homes out there with some dedicated staff that work different shifts to provide a home living situation and support more, usually two or more individuals in that group home. But a host home model is kind of a newer model, and it's kind of based on the foster care model. And basically, there is one person that works for 
a supporting community living organization that is a self-contracted employee, and they provide 24 hours of care seven days a week in their home. And so Jeremy pays them rent to live in their home, and then they get a daily fee for meeting his needs, and he has goals to learn to be independent. They get him out socially to attend events. Well, that's kind of prior to a pandemic, but in his case, they get him to safe places to ride his bike. Um, They help teach him cooking skills. They basically are his uh, family uh, when he's away from us, and they support him in what his interests and his life is. So okay. it's been a great fit for Jeremy to have some one-on-one uh, needs. Wow, marvelous. And uh, I think you shared with me before that his uh, host is Kate, and Kate there, but she she's not like a surrogate mom, is she? Or she becomes a kind of a person who's just there as a companion and, and, and a teacher and guide in, in so many ways. Right, yeah. right. She supports him and helps him live a life that he wants to live. Oh, that's tremendous. And uh, and the need in the community for, for persons who would uh, provide host homes, is that... Uh, uh, a pretty high need that right now, or, or is, the, is the uh, there's always a need for support in group homes or host homes, or even being a respite care provider? You know, there's people that uh, when you're a caregiver, um, it's challenging, and you need to have a break and respite. So having a respite worker just to give that caregiver, that family member, a break is also really important. And okay. you can there's paid positions and there's volunteer positions that people can always look into. Tremendous, tremendous. When we think about the diocese, and I, every day I come to appreciate more of, of the, the ministries that are already provided and the, the diversity that's there. I know uh, uh, persons, uh, the, uh, the deaf ministry is at present at St. Catharines at Drake and uh, also at St. Francis of Assisi, probably some other parishes as well. So as you came into this position nine or ten months ago, how do you see your role uh, kind of engaging with parishes and, and animating various things. And, and uh, I guess kind of ask you, describe your day job. <laughs> well, uh, I work a part-time flexible job, so every day is different because, as you mentioned, I also have another part-time job that I do. But uh, basically one of the things I'm doing is I'm reaching out to parishes and priests to kind of set up a Zoom meeting since we can't meet in person and just try to learn about their communities and provide um, some resources and um, awareness and some even partner organizations that may be in their community that they could work with to support people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And Who, which may, not, may or may not be connected with the, the Catholic Church, right? The right. community organizations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, correct. So there's a lot of great organizations out there that are doing good work, and they just need other people for supports and volunteers and employees that people can look into. And so, and then one of the things as I'm engaging um, parishes is to just kind of think about opening your doors to people outside your church walls and reaching out to those people with disabilities, and then just trying to raise awareness. You know, people that are, aren't around people with disabilities, sometimes they just don't know uh, what to do or what to say. And so it's really important for people to know just saying hello and hi means a great deal to any of us, really, most of us, and that people with disabilities have gifts that they want to share and abilities that they want to do to make a difference in this world, too. Oh, that's uh, beautiful work, and I think that work of uh, 
you know, engagement and, and, and outreach. I mean, I think that's, you know, whether we're talking about persons with disabilities or in general, I think that's where really COVID has kind of drawn us into a place where we have to go beyond ourselves in ways and to, to make contact with people, people who might uh, feel themselves, you know, isolated at home or, or just people that we haven't uh, maybe crossed paths with. We get in our little circles, we sit in our familiar pew and things and, and pass in and out, but uh, to, to broaden that and to draw us into that openness where that is the evangelical spirit, I think, where we really are, are uh, whoever God put places in our paths, but that's not by accident. We are also very intentional in that way. Uh, so, you know, I guess what would be, uh, as you see, uh, uh, things that, uh, you know, families uh, you talk with, are there things that uh, they are maybe vulnerable themselves in some ways? And, and, and spiritually, uh, we have to be mindful and, and uh, reaching out uh, with resources, uh, including our presence. Are, are there things that family members uh, speak to you about the needs that they would have in, in a particular way? Well, um one thing that I heard from a family is, like I mentioned, just when they're at church with their children, just somebody saying hello and talking to their adult child with disabilities can make that person's day. And um, accompanying those families, and most important, even just asking and listening to families on what their needs are. Um, the other thing is, you know, people don't always aware aware of some people's disabilities aren't quite as no- noticeable. Um, we have children with sensory processing challenges, that there's one in six children. Um, one in five U.S. adults have experienced mental illness. Uh, one in 59 children have um, autism. And some of their behaviors we don't understand because um, behaviors is a way of uh, that person communicating. And just trying not to be judgmental of why somebody is acting that way in church, just be accepting that and be thankful that they're there. Um, and they're sharing their gifts, and they're part of the community in as we worship um, and praise our Lord and Savior. So, Yeah, I think you, you had related to me a story as you were visiting another parish, and you just really appreciated how that parish uh, kind of interacted with a, a young man who maybe was uh, uh, would have been seen as a disturbance in other communities. Right. So, yeah, we did have some, a great experience where there was a lot of hospitality, hospitality and support um, from the ushers and the people um, around that person. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so not just, obviously, the sacraments, as uh, they are the kind of the heart of our faith, the Eucharist, and uh, the opportunity to be initiated into the community of faith, the First Communion, and, and confirmation and that, uh, but also other spiritual renewals, uh, retreats and things. You know, we know uh, some of uh, parishes have CEWs or other kind of similar well, weekend experiences. Are there those that are tailored to, to persons with disabilities? Well, obviously at the time of pandemic, there's less of those things. But the one that we I do have know of that's coming up is uh, supporting those caregivers. Because those caregivers uh, many times um, can face a lot of uh, burnout and they have that extra burden. I recently heard a friend of me say who has retired that the best thing about retirement is they didn't realize how much they thought about their job and their subconscious, and when they retired, that was no longer there. And it really kind of made me think about how caregiving is kind of like that. It's always in your subconscious, whether you're physically doing it or not. You're thinking about the next medical appointment, which medical treatment you need to consider, um, what you need to do to prevent the next behavior trigger that may occur in your loved one's life. 
um, all those things that are always constantly running your in your mind. So as a caregiver, it's really important for those people to have a break. Uh, all parents need a break from their children at times, but health providers and disability caregivers need that time of break and rejuvenation. And with the National Catholic Partnership on Disability and the Archdiocese of Kansas City in Kansas, they have an upcoming uh, virtual retreat for caregivers on Saturday, November 14th, and they are going to have a speaker come talk, and it's called Rekindle the Light, Spiritual Refreshment for Caregivers in the Holiday Season, because we all know how holiday seasons can sometimes be stressful, and uh, with caregivers, it's even another extra stress. So this award-winning Catholic author and speaker, Maureen Pratt, will be talking. Um, I have the link on the Disability Ministry webpage under Parish Resources, and so if you want to link and attend that event, uh, I think they just asked people to register by November 9th, and it is a free event. That's That sounds very good, very good. Nice little spiritual renewal, and obviously Thanksgiving is going to look different for, for a lot of us this year, and, and maybe not that opportunity to kind of be drawn together and have that support in, in that way. Uh, you mentioned that uh, webpage. Uh, what other kinds of things might people find on that as they look there? Well, that was one of my duties when the pandemic hit and we were kind of isolated and working from home. And so I developed the Disability Ministry webpage, and you can find that even if you just go to the uh, Diocese webpage and search for Disability Ministry. And there's lots of different resources on there. There's just things about the Catholic Disability Teaching and Resources. Uh, one thing that I didn't know about is we have this National Catholic Partnership on Disability uh, that supports parishes and families with resources and events. And also that the U.S. Uh, Catholic bishops back in 1978 wrote, wrote a pastoral statement about people with disabilities, and that was read at the hearings of the uh, for the American Disabilities Act that just celebrated its 30th anniversary. Patty, I'm going to in- interrupt here just to pause, and we'll take a little break, but then if you'd hang with us, please. Yeah. All right. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson on Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessment International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at BlessmentInternational.org. That's BlessmentInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Welcome back. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins with the Diocese of Des Moines. We're back with Patty Orager, Coordinator of Persons with Disability Ministry. 
Patty, thank you for remaining with us. And I, when I interrupted you, you were speaking about the U.S. bishops, our, our pastors of the, of the country, of the Catholic Church, uh, their advocacy. And so that's one facet of what it means to, to be pro-life, that we have a voice in the public square uh, with our government as well. And I think looking at that continuum there, so that that pastoral letter was one of those moments uh, there. Uh, you mentioned to me at one point uh, another way in which uh, our respect for all life is, is there, uh, the PALS program, the Congratulations program, which is very intriguing to me. Could you say more about that, please? Yes. Um, that is listed as one of the organizations in our partner organization resources that I have on that disability page. But PALS is a program that I recently discovered that uh, offers camping opportunities for uh, kids or teens with uh, Down syndrome. And then as part of it, they do an outreach program for when parents receive the diagnosis that their uh, baby uh, that uh, has just been born or previously being to be being born has been diagnosed with Down syndrome and they're wondering how they're going to take care of that child and what that means for their lives, that these uh, individuals send letters to those parents and congratulate them on the gift that they're about to receive, that gift of a child. And they also have put some of those letters together in a book that you can purchase and and give to somebody in sharing how their lives are so meaningful to them and how they appreciate the life that they're able to give. And it's just to remember that even though it may be a stressful time and a scared time, but it is a time of congratulations. And so I really thought those letters and those books were really meaningful and would be helpful to, to new parents. Oh, indeed, indeed. So that's, uh, again, just uh, good news to, to, to share. And I think, Patty, you've been a great asset to the diocese in your few months with us as well, raising consciousness for many of us, including myself. And so I appreciate that, and may God continue to bless and anoint all you're doing. And I look forward to, to future collaboration with you and uh, through you with our parishes in that way. So thank you for the witness that you give. Uh, God's blessing uh, on All Saints Day and, and that, and, uh, and uh, may you uh, enjoy these days. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Patty. Oh, very good. So uh-huh. uh, all that she's about. And I think that's a, a nice uh, 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 little bouquet here at the end of the month of Respect Life Month. Uh, we've been mm-hmm. trying to address in, in, in so many ways uh, through my messages on the website. That, Kelly, you <laughs> you put up with me as you help uh, produce those right. in, in that way. Uh, you know, you're a good s- uh, scout in that way. Uh, and uh, how, you know, looking at different aspects along the continuum. And so, yes, mm-hmm. so, as we uh, speak out, both as pastors and bishops, uh, that message is there. Obviously, with the election, it kind of brings things, uh, raises them in relief and the tension that's there. But uh, obviously, the preeminent right of life and how that spills over. And so I just, again, asking people in their discernment and deliberation, uh, it's not our job to, to denounce, but to announce good news in this way. And I think that's where, as one nation under God, whatever happens on Tuesday, to, uh, November 3rd, uh, we want to be agents of unity. We know the violence that breaks out, not only in this country, but other countries uh, that, that can be religiously fueled and how that's there, uh, including in, in France, still uh, suffering again in terms of Muslim extremism. What happened in France? Uh, Kelly, in recent days. Sure, yeah. Well, there was a a, a recent immigrant who came from um, Tunisia, I believe, and he went into the Basilica of the Notre Dame in Nice, and he killed three people. One of them was a dedicated sacristan who's been there for 10 years. Another was an older woman who I think regularly went, and there was a 44-year-old woman who who had a couple children, and she... ran to nearby cafe where she died, but she did have a couple younger kids. So all three of those people died 
Okay, and so just in the ordinary expression of their faith, uh, they mm -hmm. became martyrs in that way, right. in that kind of uh, provocative way and uh, great tragedy, but uh, may they be spirited to the company of God's friends in heaven in that way. So maybe uh, we, we suffer that kind of persecution, uh, but in our country it probably takes different forms. And so in the face of that, how we want to be not more shrill voices, but those who bring peace, who suffer, if you will, for our witness, and will continue to do so. Uh, as uh, well, there, we, we celebrate the the hopes that are given uh, with uh, uh, Supreme Court justices who might uphold that. But we know as we choose our own local legislators uh, that the constitutional amendment that we might seek that uh, would allow for abortion neutrality. So uh, we'll see what happens next week. All right. This has been another edition of Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson. Thank you to our guests and all of our listeners in Iowa, Nebraska, and Wisconsin, and Iowa Catholic Radio and the Spirit Catholic Radio Network. You can hear Making It Personal with Bishop William Johnson every week on Iowa Catholic Radio and iowacatholicradio.com.